Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is your Apostle Reddick. And I am coming to you today with The Spirits of the Bible, Part 2, the second part to divination. The second part to divination. And so, Heavenly Father, we come before you today asking you to open up our eyes and ears of understanding that deliverance can come to our house that deliverance can come to our ears that the spirit of discernment can show us the way to choose the good over the evil that we will no longer walk by the spirit of error but by the spirit of truth your Holy Ghost, your Holy Spirit, and that is to live in your presence. Nothing compares to you and to live in your presence. So I pray that as this word go forth today, your people will receive, those on the outside will receive, and that the truth will set free and prevail in the name of Jesus Christ the son of the living God the potentate king the living lamb the king of kings and lord of lords amen and amen the message today Spirits of the Bible, too. We're coming out of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. The 18th chapter, starting at the 9th through the 14th verse. Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 14. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God gives you, thou shalt not learn to do after the abomination of those nations. See, this is instruction. If you know anything about God, before he bring you into something, he's going to give you an instruction. And you must follow those instructions all the time that you receive of the Lord. You are not to fall to the left or to the right. You are to stand on the instructions that God give you before he release the promises and the blessings to you. And he's telling him, them, you should not learn to do after the abomination of those nations. So what are these abominations that God is telling them not to learn or to practice? There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire. Now, if you want to understand what that means, I teach on it. And there's two definitions of passing through the fire. One, they pass your kids through the fire. It's going either through prostitution, temple prostitution, 
or living sacrifice. They're either going to prostitute or sacrifice to these idol gods. This is what they practice in the land. Or that use divination or an observer of times or an enchanter or a witch a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard or a necromancer <clears throat> for all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord they're an abomination unto the Lord and because of these abominations the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before you so in other words before God gives them what he's promising them he's going to drive the abominations out we got to see God and he's saying don't practice these things do, do not practice them thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God for these nations which thou shalt possess hearken unto observers of times and unto diviners but as for you the Lord thy God hath not suffered you to do so you are a believer the Lord your God has not suffered you to do so I want you to understand that the promise of coming into salvation is free you from the abominations against the Lord listen verse 13 said thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God what does that mean you shall be perfect you shall be sincere and upright no hypocrisy you shall be sincere and upright when you deal with these abominations they are hypocrisy and this should not be found in the house of God so I want you to understand spirits of the Bible to divination this is divination part two and so we learned in the new testament there was a woman with the spirit of divination and she would follow the apostle and his men and just say these are the men of the most high god to show us the way of salvation you would think that wouldn't be a problem but it's a problem because the demon in her the spirit of divination was following them saying this now i want you to understand that this spirit is of witchcraft it's diviners see it's not like god he is divine these are diviners and servers of t observers of times he says but as for you the lord your god has not suffered you to do so you don't have to do what they're doing 
you have him. This is what God's saying. I am the Lord your God. And I have not suffered you to do so. I have called you to be perfect with me. To be sincere and upright. So when you pray it to God, you better be sincere and upright. No hypocrisy. No trying to fake him out. He knows the depths of your heart. So you can fake me out. You can fake one of the other people out that you know. But God, you cannot fake out. You cannot fake out. And I don't really like the point. But I see I'm doing it a lot. It's not of my spirit. So to divine, let's talk about this divination. To divine means to evoke or conjure up the dead. Remember last week we talked about the difference between a prophet and a sorcerer. So sorcerers and witches and warlocks and Satanists and... Um, Occults. They are the false prophets in the church. They come from without, and then somehow they are within. But they evoke and conjure up the dead. That's too divine for them. They are called diviners. Divination is a divine sentence. Remember, we learned that last week. A witchcraft. A decision made and is used of false prophets and that's what we read from Deuteronomy 18 9 through 14 if you call yourself one of these things in the church then you must understand that the Bible says they're false prophets Now let's look at each one of these one by one. We talked about divination. To cause to have to make a divine sentence in witchcraft. We talked I told you last week that divination meant the python in English language. And Pluton in the Greek. Now you know witches cast spells on you. It's a divine sentence. But not of God. That's why it can be overcome. That's why they need to enter your body and control you. So it'll look like their witchcraft is working on you. They have to control you some way, somehow. To make it look real. But when you touch a real prophet. I want you to understand God will reveal what you do in the dark. He will reveal the darkness in your life. 
the diviners. And he or she will be able to help others distinguish whether it's of God or of men or of Satan. Now let's look at this. What's next? The observer of times. The observers of times. There's different definitions to this. And I want you to understand there is God's use and Satan's use. I try to teach you this in my book and some of my other teachings. God's use and Satan's use. God's use is in Genesis 9:14. Let's go there. Genesis 9. Now, I want you to understand that the definition here means to cover. God made a covenant cover of the earth with with Noah. He said, and it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. What is he talking about, the bow? Today we call it a rainbow. The Bible calls it a bow. It's when it rains and we see the ark of different colors in the sky. That is a sign that God's promise to Noah is still continuing in this generation. It's still continuing. It's still continuing in this generation. So I want you to understand the bow, the rainbow. Now God has kept his promise. He has not wiped the earth of human beings or animals since the day of Noah. Since the time of the ark. He has not wiped men off the face of the earth. The whole earth. Now there has been floods. But not one since like Noah. Because the one with Noah wiped men out of the earth. And he said, no, 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 I won't do it that way again. Do you know how he's going to do it the next time? By fire. See, God keeps his word. He keeps his promises. He keeps his covenants. Man breaks the covenant with God and with others. So let's understand that. This is the covenant we are still under. The Noahic covenant because we see the bow after it rains. Even after a flood in certain areas of, of the world, we see the bow. Why? Because he promised not to wipe the whole earth of men. 
So it's not breaking his covenant if a few people pass. It's got to be the whole world. That's the true covenant promise. Not to be insensitive and God be with the families of those who have died in catastrophes. So the observance of times God used is to cover. Let me tell you something else about the clouds. If you study the names of God, it shows you how he, he, he comes in a covering in a cloud. If it's him, it's a gray cloud and dark. If it's Jesus, it's a white cloud and bright. You've got to study God and his names and you will see that the clouds means a cover not just for him but for us like the promise of Noah the covenant of the bow I'm going to have to call it that because you know diviners make the LGBTQ community use a rainbow as a sign that they're homosexual. I want you to understand. Seeing a rainbow without a cloud is a sign of homosexuality to some. So for this instance, I am calling the bow in the cloud. I hope that I was taught it was a rainbow, but the Bible teaches it's a bow in a cloud, and it's a bow of many colors, and that's and then it's called that because it comes after the rain, a rainbow. So we must understand that this is God's use. Of the, of the word observer. And you can say observer of times for us. But he's an observer. He's a coverer. And you want that covering. And in Deuteronomy 18.9-14. He was letting us know he is our covering. And we do not need. We do not need. The covering of divination we do not need that covering he got to break that covering off people and that's what I pray for people that if they are covered by the spirit of divination if they are covered by divination the spirit of Egypt the spirit of Pharaoh that it be broken off their backs so in observer of times God's use is to cover and it's a protection of the bow and the cloud. Now, before time, generally the cloud and occultism was seen in relation before, but they don't observe it that way anymore too much. Some may, some may not. 
an observer. So God is an observer. But here with divination is the observer of times. And these people take an omen. I want you to understand that. These observers of times, they take an omen. They practice magic. Let's go to 1 Kings 20. Now the men did diligently observe whether anything would come from him and did hastily catch it and they said thy brother Ben-Hadad then he said go bring him then Ben-Hadad came forth to him and he caused him to come up in the chariot. And Ben-Hadad said unto him, The cities which my father took from thy father I will restore. And thou shalt make streets for thee in Damascus as my father made in Samaria. Then said Ahab, I will send thee away with this covenant. So he made a covenant with him and sent him away. Now King Ahab got a problem. But the problem isn't with men, it's with God. The problem isn't with men, it's with God. It's with God. It's with God. Don't worry about my hands, I'm fighting a little warfare right now. The covenant, this observer, this omen, made him have a problem with God because the prophet in verses 34 to 43 now condemns the king for making this omen with his brother Benadad because God told them to kill him you cannot take an omen and practice magic and hide the man that God wanted dead So they took an omen to hide the man that was supposed to die. So now Ahab had a problem with God. So now the prophet is approaching him to let him know he's going to die in his place. You don't mess with God. You don't mess with Jehovah Elohim, the creator of heaven and earth, um, the maker of man. You don't mess with him. Satan can do all that he can, but you don't mess with the word of God. Second Kings 21. We don't make omens, especially against what God has said. Second Kings. Second Kings 21, let's look here. 
Second Kings 21 verse 1 Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign and reigned 55 years in Jerusalem and his mother's name was Hezibah let's go down to verse 3 for he built again the high places which Hezekiah his father had destroyed and he raised up altars for Baal and made a grove as did Ahab king of Israel and worship all the host of heaven and serve them listen to this he reigned 55 years so he was 12 so at 67 he stopped reigning But by the influence of the elders, he did evil in the sight of the Lord. And what his father Hezekiah did, he undid. He built altars unto Baal and made a grove, as did Ahab. Ahab, who died, remember? Practicing magic, making an omen, saving a man's life that should have died. altars for Baal and made a grove as did Ahab king of Israel and worshipped all the hosts of heaven now when it says host of heaven and is dealing with Baal it's in this first heaven it's the fallen angels and it's the idol gods I want you to understand that but you have to study to know that information. When it's saying the host of heaven dealing with Baal, it's not talking about God's heavenly host. We have two types here. This we're seeing the nature of Satan. And I, I want you to understand that. Let's go down to verse 6. And he made his son pass through the fire. See, if you were God's heavenly host, this is not something that you would practice. And he made his son pass through the fire and observed times and used enchantments and dealt with familiar spirits and wizards. He wrought much wickedness in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. He did much wickedness to provoke him to anger. And he made his sons pass through the fire. What did I tell you that? He either prostituted them or gave them up as a sacrifice. His own children. And if you don't know anything about this type of occult religion, you must understand they sacrifice their kids to get power. With God, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that with God. They prostitute them or they kill them. 
You do not have to do that with God. You don't have to do it. And let's see what else God say about the observer of times. This is he saying, do not practice. He said, I need you to be sincere and upright. I need you to be perfect with me. See, these people have to be perfect with men. He's saying, I need you to be perfect with me. And what I'm telling you is to be courageous. Do not fear men. You be perfect with me. Get rid of the idolatry, the witchcraft, the divination in your life. The divination in your life. Let's go see what the prophet of the Lord said in Isaiah, the second chapter. Verse 5, O house of Jacob, come you and let us walk in the light of the Lord. I want to, he's saying, I'm going to bring you out of the darkness. I want you to walk in the light of the Lord. Therefore thou hast forsaken your people, the house of Jacob, because they be replenished from the east and are soothsayers like the Philistines. And they please themselves and the children of strangers. Their land also is full of silver and gold, neither is there any end of their treasures. Their land is also full of horses, neither is there any end of their chariots. Their land also is full of idols. They worship the work of their hands, that which their own fingers have made. And the mean man boweth down, and the great man humbleth himself, therefore forgive them not. Enter into the rock and hide thee in the dust for the fear of the Lord and for the glory of his majesty. He said, come out of the dark and into the light of the Lord. He said, enter into the rock. That rock is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the rock of our salvation. He wants you that is a witch, a soothsayer. An observer of times. You practice magic and you make omens. And you take them. And he's saying, I want you to come out. And into the light of the Lord. Into the rock of your salvation. Who is Jesus Christ our Lord. Fear God. Reverence the Lord. See, you have no fear of God because you fear man more. You think sorcery is more powerful than the gift of God. And he's saying it's time to come out. I'm calling you out of the darkness and into the light of the Lord. Into the rock of our salvation. He says, my people don't practice this abomination. Let's go back to Deuteronomy, the 18th chapter. 
Deuteronomy, the 18th chapter. Deuteronomy, the 18th chapter. We talked about divination and observer of times. Let's go to the enchanter. The enchanter. Such abominationable people were outlawed in Leviticus 19. Let's go there. Leviticus 19. An enchanter is one who hisses, who whispers magical spells. They practice sorceries and they take omens. This is an enchanter. Is there a difference? They have different names, so they practice different things. One witch may be a pra or a warlock may practice the observer of times, and one may be an enchanter. He says, you shall not eat anything with blood, neither shall you use enchantment nor observe times. You shall not do these things. Deuteronomy 18 said the same thing. Isaiah spoke the same thing. Kings spoke the same thing. In the New Testament, in the Acts, sorcerers and people with the spirit of divination tried to do the same things. The Apostle Paul cast the demon out, the spirit of divination, out of the woman. The Apostle Peter told the sorcerer, you cannot buy the Holy Ghost. What is in your heart is evil. And he said, your money perish with you. If you are a sorcerer and trying to come to God, you must release the darkness and the powers thereof and receive the true power of God. Second Kings 17. I want you to understand that God does not accept this practice today just like he didn't accept it back in the Old Testament time. And Jesus said, I did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill. So if it's in the book of the law, it's a teaching of God, it's the doctrine of God, and we must fulfill it. The only way we can fulfill it, though, is being in the rock. Believing on Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. Hiding ourselves in the light of the Lord. Following the Holy Ghost. Because he said if we follow the Holy Ghost, we shall not work such practices.
2 Kings 17, verse 16 through 17. And they left all the commandments of the Lord their God and made them molten images, two calves, and made a grove and worshipped all the hosts of heaven and served Baal. See, the host of heavens is like Ashtoreth, the queen of heavens. They are not in God's throne place. They are in this first heaven here. This first heaven where the birds fly. And they left all the commandments of the Lord their God and made them molten images. And they caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire and use divination and enchantments and sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. So I want you to understand this is not God's use of observer. It's Satan's use. It's Satan's use of witches and enchanters. They are under Satan, the fallen angel, Lucifer, the fallen angel, Satan, that devil, that old serpent. Now what is a witch but a whisperer of magical spells? Use songs of magic, mutter magical words, or incantations to enchant. Now... This use is restricted to the worship and worshipers of idols. Things they make with their hands. Or little G.O.D. gods, mighty men of the earth, mighty women that were born once. So let's go to Malachi 3. Verse 5. And I will come near to you to judgment. And I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers. Uh, that's what's happening right now as I preach the spirits of the Bible. God is being a swift witness against the sorcerers. And against the adulterers. And against false swearers. And against those that oppress the hirelings in his wages. The widow and the fatherless. And that turn aside the stranger from his right. And fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. So people who practice this do not fear the holy God. He says, I am a swift witness against the sorcerers, the enchanters, the, the witchcraft, the divini diviners, divination. And Daniel, the second chapter. I want to, you to go to chapter 2. And I want you to understand something about these diviners. God gave King Nebuchadnezzar a prophetic dream. And when he gave him a prophetic dream, when you go to soothsayers and witches and magicians, they cannot correctly interpret. They will not interpret. They don't know. King Nebuchadnezzar even asked them, tell me my dream. And they could not because God would not reveal it to them. 
Let's go to Daniel 2. The king commanded the call the, to call the magicians, the astrologers, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans for to show the king his dreams. So the king stood before the king, and the king said unto them, I have dreamed a dream, and my spirit was troubled to know the dream. Then spake the Chaldeans to the king in Syria, O king, live forever. Tell thy servants the dream, and we shall show thee the interpretation. The king answered and said unto the Chaldeans, The thing is gone from me. He forgot the dream. But it was so terrible, it troubled his mind. If you will not make known unto me the dream, with the interpretations thereof, you shall be cut in pieces, and your houses shall be made a dunghill. But if you show me the dream and the interpretation thereof, you shall receive of me gifts and rewards and great honor. Therefore show me the dream and the interpretation thereof. And they said again to him, Let the king tell his servants the dream, and we will show you the interpretation. In other words, they could not do it. Now let's go to Daniel. Daniel is in captivity in the Babylonian world. He is under King Nebuchadnezzar. Let's go to Daniel, verse 17. Then Daniel went to his house. And made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah his companions, that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret, that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. See, they couldn't interpret. So what did the king say? I'm going to cut you into pieces and make your houses a dunghill. You don't play with God. See, I'm not playing today. Verse 19, Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. That has nothing to do with being an observer of times. But he changes them. He removes kings and sets up kings. That's the changing of times and seasons. See, one king's time was there and he set him up. He, it's no longer his time. It's a new king's time and season. He reveals. Oh, he giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth in him. So then Daniel goes into a praise and a glory to God. I thank thee and praise thee, O God of my fathers, who hath given me wisdom and might, and has made known unto me now what we desired of thee. For thou hast now made the no manner. made known unto us the king's matter. Let's go to verse 26. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name they renamed him Balteshazzar after one of their gods in Babylonian. 
He said, Art thou able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen, and the interpretation thereof? Daniel, in the presence of the king, said, The secret which the king hath demanded cannot your wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers, show unto the king? Wait a minute. You've got these people in your nation that practice a thing that's supposed to show you the way. And he's saying, God gave you this dream and cannot they show it to you? But there is a God in heaven and he's talking about the second and third heaven. He's not talking about the gods of this first heaven. The secret. But there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets. Huh. I know him as the revealer. When you study God, you begin to see him in his names. Uh, by, by his names, we know him. His character is revealed in the Bible. Who he is is revealed in the Holy Scriptures. You just got to make sure that you know the difference between God and Satan. And which heaven he be talking about at times. But there is a God in heaven that reveals secrets and maketh known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days. Thy dream and the visions of thy head upon thy bed are these. And so he began to reveal to King Nebuchadnezzar the dream. And then verse 29. As for thee, O king, thy thoughts come into the mind upon thy bed. What shall come to pass hereafter? And he that revealeth secrets make known to thee what shall come to pass. But as for me, this secret is not revealed to me for any wisdom that I have more than any living, but for their sakes, that they shall make known the interpretation of the king, and that thou mightest know the thoughts of thy heart. God wanted him to understand this one thing. When you hear words like, shall come to pass, visions, dreams that shall come to pass, that means this is a prophetic dream and God is revealing what's to come. Now, there are dreams that you have that are not from him. They're of divination. There are dreams that you have that the word of God explains to us in Isaiah that they are not from God or the prophets. And they are not of yourself. So therefore, they're of divination. That's someone else's heart. And we must understand that these things are not of God. Now, I'm almost finished here. And I'm going to get through this. Because you got to understand it and I'm not taking it into the next week. The next name he gives in Deuteronomy, the 18th chapter, is Charmer. 
A charmer is to unite or tie a magical knot. A spell to fascinate community or a company or a society, a spell, a charm, or an enchantment, casting a spell. Now I want you to understand. Being a seer, I see things at times. And this is my testimony. Someone did this to me one day, one night, or on two different occasions. They cast a magical knot. A spell to fascinate, to enchant my mind, or to charm me to a particular man. But I had help from an apostle. One that is true. And I was able to see what they were doing in the spirit to me. And then more witches. To release that without them knowing what to do, they hurt the inside of my body. Then they themselves wanted to charm me with another man that I knew of. And I will tell you who he is, but I don't want to put him out there. To fascinate me to him. They cast a spell on me in the inside. But because of who I am in Christ, because God had already revealed to me, I did question whether this was a witchcraft because it seemed that way. But now I know of the truth. Uh, they are called charmers. I have forgotten the teaching of my book. This particular word, charmer. They cast spells and magical knots. And I was seeing this in a vision. It's what they were doing on, on to me, casting spells. And I could see it. See, this is why y'all have to use the wisdom of people. In my mind, I heard a voice. And this voice was one of a witch, a fire witch at that. Or a sorcerer or sorceress. And she said, this is why we don't mess with seers. Prophets with visions or apostles with visions. They don't mess with master prophets. They don't mess with apostles or prophets that can see. Because we can see what they're doing spiritually. I have another testimony where I was sleeping in a hotel room in Virginia. And as I laid down to go to bed, I closed my eyes. And my daughter was in the room. And I opened, and she was laying, and she looked like she was asleep. 
But as I was laying there, I felt something exit me. It was a fire witch, and she was full of color. And she had what was called a firebomb. I watched what was in her hand. That's why she looked like fire and color. And in her hand was a glass thing full of fire and I saw it. And I paid attention to what she had in her hand and she planted it on a dresser in the hotel room. Now I want you to know what I understand about fire bombs from fire witches. They explode and they cause, they cause fires in homes and in forests and in place, different places. And they cannot be traced. So when the chief of the fire station cannot figure out why a fire was started, they need to look beyond the natural to the spiritual. It could be that of the work of witchcraft, of divination. Now I'm not scared to give my testimony. I'm not hiding. So I want them to understand I'm not fearing you. It came to my attention. They said that's why I don't tell my testimony. But let me tell you something. I fear God. I don't fear you. How many times are you going to attempt my life? Now, associated verses with charmers is a Hosea 6 9. And I want you to understand they mostly associate this with the priests who murder. You call yourself a prophet of God or an apostle of God, and you a fire witch? You a priest who murder. You a false prophet in the house of God. You see my face now. Proverbs 21.9. It is. Let's go there. I have to explain that one. Proverbs 21.9. This is important. That's why this message is going to be a little longer than normal. to dwell in a corner of the housetop than with a browling woman in a wide house. Now you see what that got to do with a charmer because the charmer is wide. And what they're telling you in this verse is that woman in that house is a charmer in there. A wide house, a house of society. And didn't, didn't I tell you that's what a charmer was? 
It's a company or society, a community. That's why Hosea 6 9 said, Association of priests who murder. And you wonder why God tell you to stay away. Why God tell you to fear him over them. Why he tell you they're vipers. Divination. And we're going to get to that next week. You're going to see how they relate. We're going to be talking about the viper under Satan. So in the Bible is referred to association of priests who murder women of contention. I hear some of them at times. But it's a house, a society. They cast spells and practice magic to fascinate, to charm you, to enchant you. So I want you to understand the same thing that's going on in the Old Testament and the New Testament is still going on today. The new covenant has not ended yet. The year of the church age, when it ends, the new covenant will be over. So we're still living in biblical times. I want you to understand that. I want you to understand. The next thing of Deuteronomy 18 is a consulter. A consulter. That means to request, ask, or entreat with a person with a demon, a familiar spirit. So a consulter consults with familiar spirits. And the only one I could find in the Bible is 1 Samuel 28. This is one I knew of because king, the king made an impression on me. Because I had to study him. Because I wanted to know why God said, don't be unequally yoked with non-believers. Well, I'm sorry, it's not this particular chapter. It was another king. No, it was King Saul. Or it might have been King Solomon. Because of his many wives. This is King Solomon's testimony in the Bible. Because of his many wives. He began to consult. With Ashtoreth. With Malcolm or Milcom and these idol gods, but God told him, Don't marry them, but He married them anyway. So God would tell us, Don't get involved with those that don't believe like us, don't get involved with those that don't believe in the true and living God. 
you must understand why they will turn your heart from him and they will cause you to commit idolatry. And that's what's happening in the church today. There is a lot of idolatry. And so God is making it known to you. He's saying, don't get involved. Don't get involved. Don't get involved. So 1 Samuel 28 is about King Saul. And King Saul King Saul entreated with a familiar spirit. Let's go to verse 3. Now Samuel was dead and all Israel had lamented him and buried him in Ramah even in his own city and Saul had put away those that had familiar spirits and wizards out of the land. Now Samuel was dead. That was the prophet he, he went to. So now without Samuel, look at what he said. And when Saul saw the host of the Philistines, he was afraid and his heart greatly trembled. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, verse 6, the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by prophets. Then said Saul unto his servants, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit. Here he go. He's a consulter. When you want to consult and you are a child of God, you do not go to one that hath a familiar spirit. A familiar spirit woman worketh divination. A familiar spirit man worketh divination. I want you to understand that. They work divination. And this is what we're talking about, right? Divination. The spirit of. That's why it's in this book. That's why I'm teaching it to you today. The spirit of divination. So he became a consulter, seeking a woman with a familiar spirit. And although he got what he wanted, a consulter... He didn't like the response. Samuel told him. She conjured him up and she saw. She said in verse 12, And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried with a loud voice. And the woman spake to Saul, saying, Why hast thou deceived me? For you are Saul. And the king said unto her, Be not afraid, for what seest thou? And the woman said unto Saul, I saw gods ascending out of the earth. And he said unto her, What form is he of? And she said, An old man cometh up, and he is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel, and he stooped with his face to the ground and bowed. And Samuel said to Saul, Why hast thou disquieted me to bring me up? You have disturbed me out of my peace and my sleep. Out of my rest in the Almighty. You have done this. You disquieted me. 
see when you're <laughs> he still has his anointing even in the dead he says and Saul answered I am stored distress for the Philistines make war against me and God is departed from me and answered me no more neither by prophets nor by dreams therefore I have called thee that thou makest me known unto me what I shall do then said Samuel wherefore then do you ask of me saying the Lord has departed from you and has become your enemy that's what you don't want these type of people that work divination are the enemies of God and God is trying to call them out of darkness into his marvelous light he's saying walk in the light of the Lord come to the rock that saves and those that have been spells have been cast upon you he said come to the rock I'm gonna free you come to the rock of your salvation See, you got to understand how to fight the warfare. The spiritual warfare of, of the spirit is not the same way. We see it manifest in the natural. So when a charmer, a soothsayer, a diviner kills a true man or woman of God, it's the result of the spiritual warfare. Does that mean they win? No. We learned that about Christ dying on the cross the devil lost because more people came to God in salvation through the cross and resurrection of Jesus Christ than they did before I told you I'm going to complete this message I got two more I understand it's a little long. We cannot consult those with familiar spirits. In doing so, you become an enemy of God. Now listen, and the Lord hath done to him as he spake by me. For the Lord hath rent the kingdom out of thy hand and given it to thy neighbor, even to David. Because thou obeyest not the voice of the Lord, nor executes his fierce wrath upon the Amalek. See, Amalek, another king. He was supposed to destroy, he disobeyed. There's some things when God say do it, we must do. Hath the Lord done this, this thing unto thee this day? Moreover, the Lord will also deliver Israel with thee into the hand of the Philistines. And tomorrow shalt thou and thy son be with me. The Lord shall deliver the host of Israel into the hand of the Philistines. In other words, you disquieted a prophet of God just for him to tell you that you're going to die. The woman of Endor couldn't tell him that. But she could conjure up the true prophet of God who, who, who had the spirit of prophecy on him. Who spoke by the spirit of God. 
even in his death. That means he's still living. Why? Because he's still connected to the Almighty. There are those that are dead that are not connected to the Almighty. So to God, they are dead. But he said, I'm not the God of the dead. I'm the God of the living. It's the same thing with us today. We that come to salvation through Jesus Christ are of the God of the living. We are connected to him. And those that are living not connected to the God of the living. They are not connected to Christ whom we have salvation and who is Lord and Lord who we call the Messiah. Those that are not connected to him are living among the dead. So I want you to understand consulters those that consult those with familiar spirits you're consulting those with a demon with a spirit that's not of God and although they can show you something real God does not want it so he said I'm the one you come to I'm the one you are to be perfect with. I'm the one you're supposed to be sincere and upright with. If you can't get an answer yourself, you need to go to a man or woman of God that can get an answer for you. One that has the spirit of God and not a familiar spirit. Alright, back to Deuteronomy 18. If you have to depart, please do so quietly. But I'm going to finish the message. He says, don't consult with wizards. And what are wizards? Sorcerers, magicians, and prophesying spirits. See? They have a familiar spirit. They can prophesy just like Samuel did. But is it of God? No. Because as you see, the woman of Endor, who had a spirit of familiarity, prophesying spirit, a spirit that conjures the dead and the living that are dead, conjured up Samuel, a true prophet of God. So a wizard is an occultist, possessed the esoteric knowledge of his craft. He possessed the esoteric knowledge of his craft, which was not shared with commoners. It was not shared with commoners. Second Kings, the twenty third chapter. Second Kings, the twenty third chapter. The thirty first, thirty fourth verse. 
Now, wizards, sorcerers, magicians, prophesying spirits, occultists who possess the esoteric knowledge of his craft, of witchcraft, which wasn't shared to, with commoners. The Bible says that the good kings did not practice such an occult. 34. And Pharaoh Nico made Eliakim, the son of Josiah, king in the room of Josiah his father and turned his name to Jehoiakim wait a minute am I in the right I'm not in the right scripture I'm sorry 2324 I wrote the scripture down wrong. 23, 24. 23, 24. Moreover, the workers with the familiar spirits and the wizards and the images and the idols and all the abominations that were spied in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem did Josiah put away that he might perform the words of the law which were written in the book of Hilkiah the priest found in the house of the Lord and like unto him was there no king before him that turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his might according to all of the law of Moses neither after him arose any there like him so what is God saying about Josiah he put these things away in the land in which he ruled in the kingdom of God at converting souls apostolic ministries we will not practice such practices for we understand that they are the practices of Satan. We also understand that in doing so, we are not perfect with the Lord. And being not perfect with the Lord, that means we are not sincere and upright with Him. See, it's not about my relationship with you unless you lie to my face. It's about your relationship with God. You must be sincere and upright with Him. He sees all. He knows all. I am here, the one you can see, the one you can come to for guidance. I believe in the good examples of the Bible, the ones that were led by the Spirit of the Almighty God. I believe in following them. I believe in following the Word of the Lord, the precepts of Christ. And I understand more and more as I study and get to know the Lord, the closer I come to him, why he tells us not to do those things. So to seek a person of divination with a familiar spirit that has a demon, you're working idolatry in the sight of God. And he does not want you working idolatry.
So good kings at converting souls apostolic ministry. This is why I pray against the spirit of Egypt and the spirit of Pharaoh. And I want you to understand that no matter, the door is open even to you. But understand that I will cast and break that spirit off you. I will let you know it's wrong to practice in the eyes of God. You must be perfect with the Lord. And nothing should take his place. Not even a divination spirit. Isaiah the 8th chapter verse 16 through 20 I want you to understand I just wrote little points down I'm not going to read the whole thing but this was a warning he said, burn up the testimony, seal the law among my disciples, among my people. You've got to know the testimony. You've got to know the testimony of God, of Christ. It's got to be bound in you. And when I preach this word, or when I teach you this word, when the word of God is bound, I bind you with the word of God, the word of truth, the holiness of the Lord. That's not practicing witchcraft. That's praying the will of the Lord with you. He says, bind up the testimony among my disciples. The testimony of Jesus Christ be bound in you. That it will release everything else that's not like him. And I will wait upon the Lord that hide his face from the house of Jacob and I will look for him. Do you know why the, the Lord's face is hid from them? Because of their sin. God is not hiding. Your sin hides God's face. It even blocks your ears that you cannot hear him. And there's a law that God wants you sealed with. And that's the spirit of life. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life in Christ. Did you know he binds us? He seals us with his Holy Spirit according to Ephesians. He seals us with the Holy Spirit of promise to his prized possession his purchased possession that's you and me the believers he seals us that's a binding I want you to understand that with his Holy Ghost and that's the only spirit you need to seek after you want to be perfect with your Lord you have to be sincere and upright and get rid of the abominations in your life Isaiah 8, 16 through 20. 
he says there are no light in them looking to the dead instead of God these are sorcerers he said there is no light in them I want you to understand that if you have the light of Christ uh, when they walk and do their divination or when they um, astral project uh, they can tell whether you are of God they can see the light in your eyes he says instead you look to the dead instead of to me he said don't do that don't do that sorcerers magicians people with prophesying spirits by divination they are dead you're looking to the dead instead of me he said He says, and when they shall say unto you, verse 19, seek unto them which have a familiar spirit and unto wizards that peep and that mutter. Should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead? Would you rather seek that? Seek God. He is the living God. You are living. He don't want you seeking sorcerers or things made with idle man's hands that had not ears or eyes or matter of fact some of them have eyes but they cannot see they have ears but they cannot hear they have a mouth but they cannot speak God is warning the Christian and teaching you how to stand in the warfare of spirit today There is no light in them. And you, he's saying, living, looking unto the dead instead of me. Isaiah 19, write this scripture down. And I'm going there, though. I got to. Isaiah 19. Isaiah 19. Isaiah 19, 1 through 3. It says, The burden of Egypt, behold, the Lord rideth upon a swift cloud, and shall come into Egypt, and the idols of Egypt shall be moved at his presence. Listen to this now. The Lord rideth upon a swift cloud. Didn't I just told you about observer? He is not the one working divination. He hideth, he uses the cloud as a cover. He hides in the cloud. And he shall come into Egypt. And the idols of Egypt shall be moved at his presence. And the heart of Egypt shall melt in his midst. Uh, that's why you need a house of God that worships the true and holy God. Uh, the living God. Because 
because you're going to come into the house and he's going to remove the idols in your life and he's going to melt them in your midst he's going to melt them in your midst and he says I will set the Egyptians against the Egyptians and they shall fight everyone against his brother and everyone against his neighbor city against city and kingdom against kingdom and the spirit of Egypt shall fail it shall fail it shall be emptied in the midst thereof and I will destroy he's going to swallow up the council thereof and they shall seek to the idols and to the charmers and to them that have familiar spirit and to the wizards and the Egyptians will I give over into the hand of a cruel lord and a fierce king shall rule over them saith the Lord the Lord of hosts you don't want God as an enemy but what you want to do is come into his presence where the idols will be moved and the heart of Egypt will melt in his midst that means it will no longer be present in you with the right house of God today where the spirit is really moving and the word is coming forth in truth and soundness and I pray for people that God will break the spirit of Egypt off their back that it will be removed that means it will fail in the midst He's going to destroy the counsel of the spirit of Egypt from in the midst of your life. Don't you want Christ today? Can you hear him? He's true and faithful. He's warring. And I'm binding the testimony of Christ. He is before us in battle. He give us the words to war. Our mouths are like sharp swords. The necromancer. And this is the final one. We're almost finished. The necromancer. A necromancer means to die, to kill, to slay, to bring to death. Have one executed. Have one executed. Now, I want to make a correction to my teaching last week. I called having a familiar spirit necromancy. But it's a necromancer. I just want to make that correction. A necromancer slash sorcerer. They're one and the same. And they necromance dead spirits through communication, divination. He said a necromancer means to die, to kill, to slay, to bring to death. Have one executed. And they get this from the pagan Canaanites, the god of death named Mott. Mott ruled the underworld, the netherworld. 
He gives his people a low value of life. He normalizes death. He had your kids pass through the fire. They are sacrificed unto idols. In this instance, they're not prostitutes. They're killed. Deuteronomy, the 14th chapter. Deuteronomy 14.1 You are the children of the Lord our, your God. You shall not cut yourselves nor make any baldness between your eyes for the dead. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. And the Lord hath chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself above all the nations that are upon the earth. I want you to understand he said this to the children of Israel. He also say, let's see, don't cut yourselves. He don't want you killing yourself or slaying yourself. He don't want you hurting yourself, cutting. Cutting yourselves, nor making boldness between your eyes for the dead. So you want to consult the dead, one of the things they do is cut themselves. This type of spirit are in people. And I will get to that. I'm praying that um, in one of my other teachings it's in. It's under um, one of the spirits of the Bible. It's in the, uh, either under the unclean spirit the spirit of infirmity but these type of spirits enter your bodies the necromancer spirit the necromancer to die to kill to slay to bring to death have one executed does not value life normalizes death in deuteronomy 14 god says don't practice. You are a holy people. And in Peter, God calls the church a holy people. He calls the church a peculiar people. So he's not just talking about the Jews anymore. But those of us who are Gentiles, who have come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ and believe on him as Lord and Savior, we are of his kingdom. And we shall not practice it. Deuteronomy 12, 31. Thou shalt not do so unto the Lord thy God. For every abomination to the Lord which he hateth have they done unto their gods. Don't practice after their practice and say, you're offering up to me. He doesn't want it. It's an abomination to him. However you worship those other gods, do not worship the Lord your God through the practice of divination. 
want you cutting yourself. I don't want you killing people. I don't want you casting spells to charm them, to fascinate them, to serve me. I don't want you doing these things. For their sons and their daughters, they have burnt in the fire to their gods. What thing soever I command you, observe to do it. Thou shalt not add thereto, nor diminish from it. That's making you like God, not an observer of times. You hide yourself in what God tells you. You be like God. He says, <laughs> God is made in my image and after my, man is made in my image and after my likeness. Man is made in my image and after my likeness. As a, I am an observer, not an observer of times. Even as I hide in the cloud and use it as a covering, I need you to hide in my word and use it as a covering. I need you to hide in my word and use it as a covering. He says, whatsoever thing I command you, observe to do it. Verse, um, back to Deuteronomy fourteen. I read verse one, and then I need you. No, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. No, the Lord our God is against. He is against. Serving idol gods. But there is a group. That serve all gods. And God is telling them today, I am the Lord, the most high God, and beside me there is none other. Believe in my son. Hide in his word. Believe in the Lord. Hide in his word. Bind yourself to his holy word, the holy scriptures. We need the Lord our God in our lives today in a world that still practices idol worship, that works through divination. We live in this world, but I want you to know today you can live in this world but don't have to practice these things of Deuteronomy 18. You can be upright in the sight 
of the Lord your God. This isn't about you and my relationship. This is about you and God's relationship. You and the Holy One of Israel. This is between you and Him. I'm just the sword He's using today. I'm just the mouthpiece, the messenger of Christ that He wants you to know. Deliverance is near. Deliverance is near. And He wants you to know that when you come to me, that spirit of Egypt will fall. When you come to me, the counsel of the familiar spirits will come to naught. When you come to me, I will break the covering of the spirit of Egypt off your back. This is the Lord your God speaking to you. When you come to the rock of your salvation, when you come to Christ, if he is not your rock, make him your rock in which you hide. He wants us to hide in Christ. He wants us to take on his spirit. He wants us to he wants to bind us, to seal us with the spirit of God, with his spirit, the spirit of life that was in Christ. We are his purchased possessions. And I want you to know today that this is the love of God coming forth. Because I'm, I'm putting it out there to break the yokes of bondage off you. Anybody that tells you what the opposite of what God say is binding you with the wrong spirit, with the spirit of error. And I want you to understand you need the spirit of truth in your life. Come to Christ. He holds the keys and he gives them to his leaders his true prophets in the church not the false ones sound doctrine is what you need you need to hide in the rock you need the presence of God to break the yokes of bondage off your life and for those of us like me who trust in him, who fight the spiritual warfare against demonic spirits, even I have to warfare myself by the spirit of the Holy God, the spirit of Christ, the law of the spirit of life, the spirit of the living God the Holy Ghost he is my seal and no matter how the enemy attacks whether it be my mind or my body I still war and I'm warning you what's out there and I want you to get in alignment with a true man and woman of God who are in their presence they're praying for you that these yokes of bondages of this divination spirit be broken and that God will have his way in your life 
Heavenly Father, I thank you that this spirit of divination is broken off the lives of your people. And that as they come in your presence, as they hide in your word, as they hide in the rock of our salvation, Christ Jesus, that you, Lord God, as you said in your word, will eliminate, bring to naught the counsel of the spirit of Egypt in their lives, in all of our lives. I thank you that it is done. I thank you that you are doing it. And I thank you that the people can war. They can understand their warfare and that they can move closer to you. That they can, they can enter in and watch Satan be removed from their lives. And watch this divination spirit come to naught in their life. So, Father, I pray that you would have your way in their lives. Bring salvation to your people. And those that are walking in darkness that say they're called by your name, remove the false covering of the divination spirit and put your spirit there. Bring to light. As we come to you and have counsel in your light, Lord God Almighty, Ancient of Days, bringing us to the Holy One of Israel, the Holy One of Israel, the light of the world, bringing us to the Ancient of Days, making us to be friends instead of enemies with the God that liveth, that seeth, that heareth, that responds. The Holy One of Israel, Christ our Lord, the Messiah, thank you for the resurrection of life. And I pray that you continue to move in the believers and resurrect the dead areas in their lives. Be glorified today, Lord Jesus Christ, the potentate king, the everlasting father, the living lamb. Amen and amen.